This is Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Hi, Hi Jill. Oh, I forgot to say. <laughs> I was just waiting for hey, you to come. Hello. Hi, Fiona. Hey, Jill. Uh, we've talked about this a lot, and uh, we've both been in the field of alternative or spiritual or whatever you like to call it. And what we were talking about is the um, the fact that so many people want to be a master or a guru or tell us say that they're a master or a guru or a shaman. Uh, or any other thing, you know, is that, uh, why is that necessary? Why do we have to brand ourselves as something special? That's a very interesting. I think the answer to that is to make ourselves feel important if we are branding ourselves that way. Uh, I just want to preface that in all my dealings with my Lakota fam family on the on the reservation. Um, whoever says they are a medicine man or a shaman is not. I mean, everybody knows that the real ones will not identify themselves as such. Um, and I think a lot in Central and South America feel the same way too. Um, people who have special talents, and we all have special talents, you see. Mm -hmm. I... I'm, and I, you know, when I do readings for people, and very often it comes out that they are seeking a, a spiritual guru to to show them the way. Um, it's lovely to have a teacher to show you the way, uh, but not to see. I think the difficulty is to know that we're all the same. We all have these gifts, and to place you, when you place a person above the group above as knowing more than us is, is more responsible, it's going to save us, is a true downfall, not only for the people who believe that, but for the person who's put themselves on that high level. I think that that movie Chocolat uh, with Johnny Depp really showed that, where the, 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 the uh, gentleman who was like, um, he was like a baron or something like that, but controlled the town. Do you remember mm -hmm. Chocolat? And uh, he was very self-righteous about people not doing things. And then at one stage, he got drunk and did everything that they did. And it was it was a beautiful movie, actually, I thought. So we, we have to remember that when we give ourselves to somebody and think they are better than us, we're losing a great portion of ourselves yeah. to them. The this is this is what I feel because uh, in several ways. But if 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 there's a teacher, somebody who's got some knowledge that really strikes a chord with you, learn what you can from them and be thankful that they have that piece of knowledge. It doesn't mean they're any better than you. Now you have that piece of knowledge. What else are you going to learn from there? What else are you going to bring into your life from there? But don't get stuck. And here's the same thing. A lot of this happens in yoga, is people favor one yoga teacher over another, and then that yoga teacher gets, oh, I love my yoga teacher, and he or she is wonderful. And then, then they're put on it, you know, because they can do things really, really well, much better than you, and therefore they're put on a pedestal. This is not a good place for it. Or for, or for the person either way. Yeah, that, I mean, exactly. one of the teachers, the spiritual teachers, um, the great spiritual teachers, Krishnamurti, mm. was really not 
for doing that. I mean, yes, he had a big organization, but from what I heard, he was he didn't want to be a guru. Yeah. And he tried, you know, he... Don't follow me. No. Don't follow me. And so I think the thing is, it's okay if you're getting guidance and help and mm-hmm. vision from somebody, but you have to ask yourselves, if you're putting them on a pedestal and you're trying to follow them, step back every so often and say, let me take the teachings from them, but let me follow me, because I have the, a great wisdom within all of us. Yeah. That and, can... and sometimes when we meet somebody who we're learning something from it does unlock something yes unlock something within us because i always see it is uh uh several times both in academia and also on the spiritual on the sundance during in, on the reservation sacred sacred time and another time at harvard university there was something that just came to me and it was like a a, a key was unlocked and so whoever was speaking to me at the time whether it was in a university or on the Sundance ground on the reservation. That was a key that opened something. We want those keys. We do. And we want want to be appreciative of them, but we never want to put a key above above anything else. I really believe that when we think of the the creator, the divine, the universe, it exists within us all. It does. And we're all some people have found bridges or ways or pathways into that vastness within them and so we want to follow them we want to we want to sit with them because we can feel it and at the same time we need to when we can remember that that vastness is in us and that yeah. we can access that and again if they are if we're putting them in a position of being the only one who can do that yeah. like this is the only person no then it's not uh, you know it's it's, it's, it's we're going to we're going to suffer yeah i and i do totally believe so I have a sweat lodge that they came from the reservation and built and told me to pour water for the people every week, which I did studiously for 20-some-odd years until the, the cancer. And um, pouring water for the people... Can you just share, because some people may not uh, know what that means. Uh, well, it's a fair, the sweat lodge is a very sacred place of communion with the creator and there is no the oneness and it's in the dark in a small little round hut that's covered in blankets and you're sitting on the earth and you're sitting on the earth and in the middle of this uh hut is a is a hole uh, in the earth and we on the outside of the sweat lodge we cook lava rocks till they're glowing red sometimes it takes a couple of hours and then with a fitch pitchfork we bring them in to the lodge in ceremony everything's a ceremony here specific ways of doing it and you bring the rocks in and then you pour water on the rocks the steam comes and you pray and there's nobody between you and great spirit great mystery so what happens is somebody's then pouring water on the rocks. And people who come to the sweat lodge say, oh, there's the leader of the sweat lodge. There is no leader of a sweat lodge. Who, the, the one who pours water is like 
Mother Earth that holds everything on the Earth. There's no leader in a sweat lodge. And the other thing that meant so much to me in the teachings is nobody pays for a sweat lodge. If somebody's got a sweat lodge there and they're asking you to pay for it, that you're not going to you're not going to get the help and the spirits working on you. Um, however. What is needed for a sweat lodge is a whole bunch of material, certain colors, cotton, cloth, uh, sage, tobacco, sweet grass, cedar, blankets for the lodge. All these things can be given instead of paying for a lot. There's no, we just give something of ourselves. We bring some, something to make the sweat lodge happen for all of us in there. And... Um, I like that because I, I don't like the, f the fact that I go to a sweat lodge and pay to go to a sweat lodge to get healing and comfort. That exists without money there. But uh, everybody uh, really appreciates it when you do bring something for the lodge that's needed for the lodge. And, and most people can find sweat lodges nowadays yeah. anywhere in the world practically. I mean, I don't know about Asia, but certainly through most of... Europe, uh, England, Australia, and the U.S. And, but the, here's the other thing. Do you remember a few years ago the guy from the, um, oh, that, he did a sweat lodge in Arizona and these people died yes, in there? Yes. Well, he, you know, that was a, a group movement. It wasn't a sacred uh, sweat lodge in Nipi, in Niagara. Uh, so... I know when the guy's lawyer, he went to jail, when the guy's lawyer called because he knew I had a sweat lodge, could I testify on behalf of the guy? The guy said, absolutely not. He just did everything wrong and unmindful and put the people at risk. So mm. be also, if you're invited to ceremony, ask about, if somebody's inviting you, ask them to tell you something about it and how do you do it respectfully? What do you need to know to... to dress or respectfully in honor of what it, whatever tradition it is. Every tradition has an honor. Um, but it doesn't mean it's better than somebody else. And the person pouring water or, or being the intercessor at a sun dance or creating the mandala... Um, don't make them special. No, don't make them special. Don't make them special. You can see the special gifts. I love to appreciate. Somebody does a beautiful mandala sand painting, and I, I am so in awe of that person. I love to be in awe of different people for the different talents and the gifts that they can give us, but we all have that. Don't we give do. yourself over to a guru. And it could be the guru of a rock star, it could be the guru of a yeah. fashion icon, you know, icon, or could be a teacher, or um, every field has has the ability or does raise people to the status of guru or, or great person and we look up to them and think that they're the ones that know and we don't and we have this incredible vast wisdom within us but I do want to get back to talking about uh, in the in the new age world or the spiritual world um, how people very often call themselves uh, masters or uh, you know shaman or yeah so I, I think that yeah. when somebody does that it, it is not doesn't make them more special than you 
And also, you know, in, in this world that we live in, it used to be, for example, with the Qigong master, that they would have to live in the mountains or somewhere with their teacher for like 20 years, you know. Um, I've got a kitty jumping up on the computer. No, no, no biting. No biting. We don't bite. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, and then that's, he, that's knocked over. Uh, this is the boy. This is the boy. <laughs> He's adventurous. Um, and also with Reiki. In the beginning, Reiki was a 10-year process to become mm -hmm. a master. Now it's like three weekends. So it's uh, everything is, it's almost like everything's being pushed so that we can say we're something. Yeah. Instead of being okay with being who we are. And that's a key, I think, is that we are mostly not okay with who we are. So we want to raise ourselves up mm -hmm. so that people look it up and say, I am a master or I am a shaman or something like that. And um, I know that my Qigong master always said that in China, your master has to declare you the master. Exactly, exactly. So um, no, you can't just suddenly mm -hmm. say, I know somebody, I did Qigong for a long time, and one acupuncturist I was working with saying, oh, it said to her, some people walking into her place, oh, this is a Qigong master, and I said... I'm not a Qigong master. I've practiced for 20 years, but I'm not a Qigong master. I, I teach it sometimes and I do it, but uh, because I'm always very clear. I, for one thing, I don't want that responsibility. It's like I'm here to help people, and at the same time, I don't want them to raise me up because I know what happens when that happens. Mm -hmm. In the end, somehow, many of them will try to cut you down mm -hmm. because they, they love you and they want to follow you, and then they get, they get, they get resentful of mm -hmm. having somebody in that place. So um, when somebody says they're a shaman or a guru or whatever, the people don't say they're gurus so much, but usually shamans or masters, shaman or a master, just say to yourself, it's okay that they call themselves that, but I don't need to put them on a pedestal mm -hmm. because I know I have that same wisdom and that I just, they have some teachings that I can take and enjoy. Um, and I think that that's a lot of people who've been around this world for a long time have become kind of uh, jaded in in watching all of this happen yeah I had my my so when I started on what I th thought was the start of my spiritual journey I didn't didn't realize it had begun before but I was looking for a teacher I'd come after 27 years in England I'd come here I was looking for a teacher and then somebody came and I thought this is my teacher and it soon became apparent. I got sort of sucked into this circle. But it soon became apparent that she really hated me. She re and she was cruel and she was nasty and mm. used to make me cry. Yeah. And I thought, what a great teaching. It was probably the best teaching I've ever had. On that so I, I am thankful for that I am thankful for that it's it's always sad when there's cruelty I don't like cruelty but it, it was there it pushes us the fastest to our light not that we yeah. should endanger but just if we look back and we've had people being cruel to us we, we can look at those times and realize it drove us to the light um, but it doesn't mean because there are a lot of ways that you can have pseudo spiritualists you know mm -hmm. people who who 
have a desire to be something, so they say that they're something. Well, they do a workshop and, and then say they're something. Yeah. Or, or they're the master of this or the master of that. And, and, and you know, I mean, it doesn't matter whether we're the master. I've always keyed away from that myself. Uh, when people say you're a, good, you're a master or you're... Um, when I used to do heal, energy healing and I helped some one, this one woman who she had this terrifically twisted spine and I put my... I, for a few times I worked on it her spine completely straightened out and then she said to me you are my guru now and I said oh no no I'm not and I actually stopped seeing her because I couldn't she was starting to bring me presents yeah, and, yeah. and to put me up on a pedestal and I said this is not where you need to be going or or I, I yeah. where I need to be going and so it's important it's always been important for me as much as I can to step away from being special with people that's why I'm kind of silly sometimes in workshops yeah I get like a silliness and a and a simpleness, just because I don't want people to put me in that position. Right. And uh, it doesn't mean we can't do the teachings. It doesn't mean we can't have wonderful meditations. But I I I, sh- I really do something usually to make people not but put me into a position of superior. Yeah. So that, I remember doing a, a meditation uh, on a when we were doing a new a women's new moon ceremony. I remember doing a meditation, and what came to me in the meditation was, we are one, just mm. not the one, you know, because <laughs> that's what humans do. They want to be the one I guess instead it, of we are one. Yes, and I guess it comes from from uh, the tribal days where, you know, which came after uh, periods of really deep, Deep as a little kitty, uh, deep um, deeper civilizations. Then we went more into tribal, and then we're coming back now into more deeper spiritual in some cases. So, so if somebody um, if somebody calls themselves a guru, or if you're calling yourself a guru, see if you can move away from it. See if you can just see the vastness and the beauty and the teachings that they're giving you, yeah. or that you're giving other people. But don't identify with, yeah, with it's, it. Yeah, it's it's. It's a gift that you can bring to people if you have a, a gift. It's it's for sharing, as as one of the wisest of the Lakota said. It the gift that you're born with isn't yours until you learn to give it away. So today, know that you are you are your own guru. You are your own master, and it's accessing that space within you. Take the teachings from others, take the wisdom from others, and at the same time, help it to go deeper and deeper within you. Because you are special. We're all special. Absolutely. This is Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Your home on planet Earth.